What? Mate, wake up. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Dude, it's 3 a.m. Not on Radio Sega, it bloody isn't. Alright, let's get on with it. Let's all wake up to a fresh brew of Sega Sunrise. Good morning to those in the UK, good morning to those in the US. Good afternoon to those in the UK, if you're watching this on the repeat. And just hello there to everyone who's listening at a later date or time. Uh, it is I, Grave 4, the date is the 24th of March, it is just gone 8. And we're back for my second show, and what a show we've got planned for you this morning. Uh, we'll have some news, we'll have a special segment at the end of the show, which we'll touch on later. Um, but to start, we'll have a little, uh, a little bit of a personal thing uh, with, with myself for this morning. But, how are things going today? So, my hope is very, very well. Uh, as noted, this is pre-recorded, so I'm not going to know exactly how the weather is for you at this point in time. Unfortunately, there'll be no weather on this show. Um, but yes, this is a pre-recorded show. I'm sadly, yet again, getting ready for work. Um... After my first show, uh, I'd like to first say thank you to all the kind words and support that everyone has provided. It's been a real boost to my ego. Uh, so I have found on a few occasions it's been very difficult to get through doors with my head swelling as much. So thank you. Thank you for that. Anyway, what I'd like to do is start the show this morning with a little bit more of myself and specifically my first Sega experiences. Um, 
My first Sega console was the Mega Drive 2, which came bundled with Sonic 2, uh, and me and my brothers also got hold of the Mega Game Packs 1 and 2, as well as Altered Beast. Uh, I think my dad had Super Thunderblade, um, but that was a game that he mostly played. I, I played it once or twice, didn't like it at the time. Having said that, though, I obviously have played it recently um, in an attempt to get a high score for I Need Fruits high score thing that he did uh, during last year. Since then, I say it, it's it's grown on me. Um, but back at the time, which would have been ninety-four-ish, kinda. I'm not sure. Um, my fondest memories were with Streets of Rage. Uh, I thoroughly love the game. It's kind of very much my nostalgia kick if I want to play a video game is, is Streets of Rage. Uh, and me and brothers managed to reach the final boss where we get to fight against Mr. X. But as any of those who actually managed to beat Streets of Rage will know, you get a choice. You get to choose whether or not you want to side with Mr. X. It being the first time that we got there, we thought, hell, why not? So we chose. Yes, we want to join you, Mr. X. And as our reward, we got dropped back into round six, the factory level. The... Ooh, he dropped a trap door in the floor and we fell for it. So... Managing to drag ourselves through round 6 to 8 again, we face off against Mr. X, and this time plainly told him where he could shove it, um, and and managed to beat that game. So, so yeah, lesson learned. Do not side with evil. Always do the right thing. Um, I preferred, at least at that point in time, playing multiplayer games. I liked playing games with people, even my brothers. Um... So I never gave much time to the single player game, so Shinobi, sorry, didn't really play much on that one. Uh, Golden Axe, that, that got plenty of plays, um, although we never played it as much, uh, mainly because of found the controls a little clunky, those goddamn gnomes, uh, and I wasn't honestly much of a fan of the magic system uh, that you had in it. Um, Streets of Rage just seemed more up my street, so to speak. Uh, Sonic 2, as mentioned, came bundled with the console. And it's a game I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with. Because, <laughs> on the one hand, I love the game. The music, the level design, the speed of Sonic, and just how well the controls handle. This was this was my first Sonic game. Um, on the other hand, Casino Zone. I hate this zone so much, uh, and it's all because of those damn bumpers. I I I don't have the knack of positioning myself with those damn things. So I couldn't get the hang of navigating through those parts in the level where you have to use them to progress. It just... Ugh. So, there's obviously a part where you've got to use those sort of triangular 
bouncing bits of hell to get onto a moving platform, which then you can obviously then let you get further in. I had so much difficulty with that, which was not great as a six to seven year old because that led to me having nightmares, honestly, where I got stuck in, in Casino Zone in one of these sections and the time ran out and, it, and, 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 I, and I suffocated. I then abruptly woke up, but it turns out I'd managed to roll onto my face. So, you know, understandably, I, I would all be suffocating myself at that point. But anyway, not a big fan of Casino Zone. Um, I had less of an issue with Mystic Cave Zone. I still didn't like it, but it was less of an issue. Uh, namely for that one spike pit. You all know which one I'm talking about. And those fine wall things that raise up and down that more often than not I was bad at timing and squished me. Um, the only time I'd generally play that one would be if you were playing the two-player uh, mode, but obviously that's one of the levels that you have to play for. Um, the last game uh, was Altered Beast. And again, as a game that I played and beat with my brothers, uh, I, I love this game solely for the fact that you could turn into awesome beast forms. The music was alright. wasn't the greatest, in all honesty, but it was alright. Um, but yeah, the, the beast forms were, were pretty much where it was at. Uh, and for me, um, nothing could really beat the second stage, where you could turn into a dragon that you couldn't just fly but you could also project an electric field around your body attacking anything all around you which which made beating the boss obviously so much easier especially because we managed to find at least with the copy we got, I'm not sure it's the same with everybody's, that there was a certain spot above the boss that you could sit that you could then obviously just spam that move and he wouldn't touch you you could get through unscathed, it was brilliant so I think at this point I've uh, nattered on enough, so what we'll do is we'll uh, let's find some music to uh, help us all rise from our graves. Rise from your grave.
never give up. Introducing Dr. Robotnik's Mean Beans, the crunchy, chewy sweet with a secret sour center. Available in five furiously fruity flavors. Angry Apple, Boisterous Blueberry, Grouchy Grape, Livid Lemon, and Savage Strawberry. Available in all good sweet stores. What I played for you there was Altered Beast Resurrection by Breakbeat, which you can find on the OC Remix website. And following that was Orange Wednesday by One Light Out, which featured on Crazy Taxi Fair Walls. So, I think it's time for some news, don't you?
Well, in terms of the news, there really isn't any. Um, obviously, at the time of this being recorded, which is about Sunday night, uh, I've not really been able to find anything. So clearly, I'm either being blind uh, or there just is no news. So uh, let's do something else. Uh, I did ask uh, after my last show for some questions. So um, let's rewind this bit and start over. Uh, which button does that again? Uh, this one. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to those in the UK. Good morning to those in the US. Good afternoon to those in the... No, wait, no, we've gone too far back. Uh, right, let's try... Ah, this will do. Ooh, yeah, no, I'm liking that. I'm liking that a lot. Uh, Wrath, fantastic job as always. Loving this track. Um, so yes, so they're a little bit different. As mentioned, I did ask for some questions. This is sort of an, an, an ask me anything section, which is what this is going to be. Unfortunately, only one person bothered to actually send me any questions, so shame on the lot of you. Um, so yes, I'm, I am going to call you out on this one. Scudman, thank you so much for the questions you sent me. Um, I will go through them, and uh, I will answer them to the best of my ability. So the first question that Scudman has asked me is... What non-MMO game have I spent the most hours in? Now, my memory being like Swiss cheese with extra holes, uh, my memory's terrible for these things, so I'm mostly relying on what saves I have, or at least what information I can gather. So, uh, admittedly, looking at my Steam library, uh, the longest... I would suppose non-MMO game, because there's no multiplayer function to it, would end up being Fallout New Vegas, which I have spent close to 200 hours in. Um, in terms of all the Fallout games, the, the newer Fallout games, so three onwards, uh, I, I would say New Vegas is my favourite, solely for the fact that it's fun to play, it has the best mechanics out of the games, and the the extra story packs the DLC effectively that you get with it they're better just just hands down better they they tie in to the main game itself so this this was something that felt planned it it just works end of um, so yeah uh, if, if if we're looking at other things that have a multiplayer function that aren't things like World of Warcraft. Uh, I, I think we might be looking at... Uh, let's just find it again. Where are you? There we are. Uh, would be what's called Space Engineers. So effectively think Minecraft, but you're in space. Um, or on planets. Um, yeah, that I have sunk almost 350 hours in. Um, 
mostly because I like building things. I like having that ability to, to, to construct things. So yeah, that, that, that would be my other option uh, if, if we counted that as a, a, a non-MMO type thing because there's no story to it. It's mostly just a large sandbox game that you can have with friends. Uh, the next question is what gaming opinion do you find yourself defending most often? I don't think there's a... Um, a renowned opinion that I am behind in terms of a lot of things. Um, what I will touch on though are, are things that I do have, I suppose, an opinion of. So one is, aside from the Sonic games, in the, the Mega Drive Sonic games, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the platformers that are in there uh, that were made for the console solely for the fact that they they all handle so differently that I can't get to grips with them you'll have some which are really loose you'll have some which are like really stiff in terms of the control scheme I mean the fact that most of the platforms themselves have almost like a brick wall in terms of difficulty uh, it's just you, you, yes, you want people to play these games, but if, if you're making it so difficult that you can't even get through, say, the first level, it's like you're, you're not making these people want to play your game. You're making them want them to throw it in the bin. Sonic, on the other hand, I say was was easy to get into. The controls just flowed. It, it it fit perfectly. I had no problems playing that game. It was brilliant. I loved it. So that, that that's my opinion that I have regarding gaming. Um, next is, what was the first uh, original soundtrack that I really fell in love with? Uh, trying to think on this one, because this one, there's a couple that I, I wouldn't necessarily say I've fallen in love with, but I have a, uh, a, a real soft spot for. Um, first one, just in terms of when I'd listened to it, will have been uh, the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. So Final Fantasy VII was my first step into playing Final Fantasy. Um, and I love the music. The one that really just felt really catchy for me was the Crazy Motorcycle track really love that track. Uh, my second one, which is more, I suppose more in keeping with this site and such, is the, the, the Lost and Found soundtrack from Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, it, it obviously was a lot heavier in terms of the sort of music it was, in terms of the um, metal rock type genre that it was doing, and was more of what I was into in terms of my musical taste. I'm, I'm obviously still into that now. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's one that I will quite happily go back to again and again. The the last question that I have been given by Scudman, um, and I like this one, is what was the most emotion that a game has got out of you? Uh, and it's added the extra note of yes, swearing at shining wisdom can count. Um, well, I would put that one in there. Uh, no, the. The one I would say that had got the most emotion out of me 
Um, and admittedly, this was at the end of the game itself that this happened, uh, was the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Uh, for those of you who haven't played it, I will not spoiler, but there is a scene towards the end that really tugged at my heartstrings. Um, it was really sweet. It, it, it just... Uh, all the feels. All the feels from that moment. Those of you who have played it, you know what I mean. You know what part I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that, that was the part that, that really made me put the controller down and sort of grab a tissue, wipe the tears from my eyes. Um, so yeah, that has been the Ask Me Anything section. Uh, thank you once again to Scubman for those questions. Um, you have provided me with a lot of interesting questions on that. As I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, going through this. I hope you've enjoyed the answers. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's listen to some music and uh, see what else we've got planned.
Are you the charitable sort but fear your colorful language could be a problem? Then look no further! Introducing the Radio Sega Swear Jar. This handy vessel can hold a wealth of f- and and turning it into cold, hard cash for the charity of your choice. Hear a testimonial from one of our happy customers. Eh, I don't really want to talk about it. So don't just sit there, get yourself a Radio Sega Swear Jar today and help those in need. Warning, Swear Jar must be entered if its contents first. Charities will not accept donations if covered in jam. Use the Radio Sega Swear Jar, make or sudden reduction in your bank balance. Please use responsibly. Go! 
we are back. Uh, what we had there was Silent Language, the super range version from the Saturn version of Power Drift. And following that, which may have caught some of you off guard until a little later on, uh, was Versus Shadow, the Shadow Power Up uh, variant from Sonic Generations. So, now on to one final thing. Um, I teased this with some of the guys on the actual Sega Sunrise group in regards to a reading following certain conversations with I I want to say gum, I could be wrong somebody was mentioning audiobooks and this is how this came about so what you're going to hear is the first chapter of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Fortress of Fear uh, which is a Satan uh, novel uh, you'll be hearing the first chapter of this and uh, afterwards we'll then go into the final uh, segment of the show. So, enjoy. And now, Sega Literature with Grateful. Hello folks, today we're going to read Sonic the Hedgehog Fortress of Fear by Michael Tatelbaum. Planet Mobius was once a beautiful, clean and safe place. Its citizens were happy, its king was wise and fair. But all that changed when the evil Dr. Robotnik kidnapped the king and made himself the dictator of Mobius. Robotnik turned the good king's magnificent palace into a dark fortress. Now all is grey on Mobius. Dr. Robotnik's factories pollute the air and the water. Reading, listening to music, and playing are against the law. So is any activity that might be fun. And that's not the worst of it. The citizens of Mobius, called Mobians, are being captured. They're being taken to Robotnik's fortress in the city. He renamed Robotropolis. In this horrible place, innocent Mobians are forced into Robotnik's robo-machine. They're turned into mindless robotic servants who are made to work for the evil ruler for the rest of their days. No one on Mobius feels safe anymore. Robotnik's team of robotic soldiers, called SWATbots, patrol the planet, rounding up Mobians to be brought to Robotnik's fortress. These are dark days indeed for the peaceful citizens of this once glorious planet. In the dank depths of Robotnik's fortress, in a tiny jail cell, sat Rota, the walrus. Rota was a member of the Princess Sally's brave band of freedom fighters. Sally was the daughter of the good king of Mobius. The freedom fighters were a group of courageous Mobians trying to get rid of Robotnik, free the king, and restore the planet to its former state of peace and happiness. Rota heard a sound and looked up through his cell's narrow bars. Snively, Robotnik's assistant, led a woodchuck over to the cell door. He unlocked the door, shoved the woodchuck in, and locked the door behind the angry creature. Are you alright? asked Rosa. As well as can be expected, replied the woodchuck. That is, for a freedom fighter who's about to be roboticized. Freedom fighter? exclaimed Rosa. I'm a freedom fighter too. But I thought my group was the only one. So did I, said the woodchuck excitedly. My name's Digger. I lived with a group of freedom fighters on the western edge of the Great Forest. I was out on patrol when the SWAT bots captured me. My name's Rota, the walrus explained. 
I also belong to a group of freedom fighters who also live in the Great Forest, in a place called Knothole. We were led by Princess Sally and Sonic the Hedgehog. Princess Sally? The daughter of the captured King of Mobius? asked Digger. The very one, replied Rada. Other freedom fighters on Mobius, said Digger, shaking his head in disbelief. His eyes opened wide. And the little of the king's list is true? What list? asked Rota. What are you talking about? Rota looked on in amazement as Digger paced back and forth in the cell and told an incredible tale. There is a legend that years ago the good king of Mobius put together a list of names and locations of all the freedom fighters on Mobius. According to this list, there are many groups of freedom fighters all over the planet. Until I met you today, Rota, I thought that my group was the only one. I believe that list was just as a legend. But now I see that it's true. This is very good news, said Rota when Digger had finished. If all those freedom fighters can be found and organized into one big fighting force, then our chance to defeat Robotnik would be much better. Rota's face grew concerned as a terrible thought crossed his mind. But if this list were to fall into the wrong hands, said Rota, it could mean... Rota was interrupted by a sound outside the cell. From down the hallway came Snively, with a swap bot on each side. Well, Tracer, Snively began, your time has come. Your life of crime will soon be behind you. I, Snively, second in command only to the glorious Dr. Robotnik, will personally lead you to the robo-machine. In a few minutes your freedom will be history. Your only concern will be serving our glorious leader Robotnik in his reign of terror. Snively took Digger from the cell, slamming the door in Rhoda's face. Don't fret, walrus, Snively said to Rhoda. I haven't forgotten about you. When we're finished roboticizing this woodchuck, I'll be back for you. Then Dr. Robotnik will be free to turn his full attention towards the search. The search? asked Rhoda. The search for what? I suppose there's no harm in telling you. You'll be a robotic slave in a few minutes anyway said Snively. Once the two of you are disposed of, Dot Robotnik plans to begin a full-scale search for the former king's legendary list of freedom fighters. Rhoda's face turned pale. Swatbots! shouted Snively. Take the woodchuck away! The Swatbots grabbed Digger and began to drag him off. Don't feel lonely, Wars, said Snively, smirking. We'll be back for you shortly. Snively followed the others down the hall. As soon as he was out of sight, Rota slumped to the floor of the cell, horrible thoughts filling his head. If Robotnik ever got his hands on that list, he could locate and roboticize every freedom fighter on Mobius. He could take control of the planet forever. There'd be no one left to stop him. I've got to tell Sally and Sonic about this, but we've got to find that list before Robotnik does. But first, I've got to get out of this cell. And so ends Chapter 1. Of the Fortress of Fear. That wasn't that lovely. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, there is the possibility of more in the future. Uh, I may need to do a bit more work on my voicing because um, I 
personally didn't feel that my snively was snively enough. Um, but as I say, that's something I can work on at a later point. So we're into the last stretch for my final show for Sega Sunrise. It's It's been emotional. Uh, I feel quite honoured that I got asked to take part in this. Um, and hope that through both my shows that you thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, obviously not just my shows, but everybody else's that you've been listening to for the month of March. Uh, obviously it doesn't end here. We still have at least two more days to go, so two more shows. Our following show for Thursday is by a very special guest. I will not reveal it at this point, unless it's actually going to be uh, uh, spilled out uh, to the airwaves somewhere else, but I'm not going to say. And uh, then we have the final episode. He started it, so he should finish it with Gabby. Unfortunately, as current things are, there is no show later on today, on Wednesday. Uh, so you're free to do whatever you want. Uh, however, we will still have shows on for Thursday. We have the Sega Lounge, starting at 8, uh, and then the Strictly Sonic show, starting at 10, uh, UK times, respectively. But yeah, that's it. Whew. Now what to do with myself? Well, I've already had my stream, which again, this being recorded on Sunday, I hope I've done well. God, I think I may have actually completed it. What will I do next? Now there's an idea. Got to think on that one. saying that, along the lines of books there was a book that a friend had, uh, had lent me that I'm thinking of doing a stream for yes, I'm streaming a book the reason behind this uh, it's, it's one of the um, if you've ever played them, the, the sort of choose your own adventure books and there was some Sonic the Hedgehog ones. And one of my friends happened to have the first book in the series, uh, Metal City Mayhem. So I will uh, have a little flick through the book first and uh, see if that will be worth streaming uh, at a later point. Yeah. I think what we'll do now is we'll have a nice big bumper music block to finish the show off so thank you all for listening be it the first time the second time or the first time for the US or repeats or later on uh, because you've been busy with unfortunately work um, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed the show all the shows that have come before me and uh, continue to enjoy the shows that, that Radio Sega put out because without you we couldn't do any of this so thank you so, to end this, we're going to have a, I'll say a little bit of a bumper music block for this. Uh, starting with uh, Hello Work from Yakuza Like a Dragon, followed by Farewell from the Sega Channel, and finally ending with Bass for a Better Tomorrow from the Sonic CD Temporal Duality album, which you can find on OC Remix. So once again, thank you all for listening, and take care. 
now on Radio Sega, we've got the soundtrack to Metropolis Street Racer, a soundtrack that covers more genres than colours on the rainbow. We've got rock. Country. She had to buy some underwear. Asked if I could take her there. Wait, did, did he just say he had to buy some underwear? Um, okay. Rap. What? Come on! This just sounds like a Will Smith knockoff. What the hell? Just cruising. And dance. Let's just check the song first. Passion, I believe it's called. No, 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 we're not playing that. This is meant to be a family-friendly show. We can't play that. I mean, what even is this soundtrack? Radio Sega. If you want to listen to a Richard Jake soundtrack, just stick to Sonic R instead. It's much safer. Yes, folks, paying attention. We know there are seven colours of the rainbow and we only covered five genres, but that's all I need to tell Joe Cross trying to do. Please send all complaints to Viper at Radio Sega, don't This episode of Sega Sunrise was brought to you by Oxygen. Oxygen is essential. Don't forget it now. Oxygen.